1: Begin to be poured out upon all men. Hmm, hmm, hmm. This is that spoken by the prophet prophet Joel. This is is that spoken by the prophet prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Lord. Some begin to mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk, as she supposed. he come Here comes the preaching and the will begin to flow. They caught me in and breath and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Ah, 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 she said. Spoke about a Still falling, and the well still flowing. The promise hasn't ended, you can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the book of Acts. He fills you with the Spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. Ha, 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 ha. Spoken by the prophet John. Oh, 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 oh. Spoken by the prophet John.
2: Hey everyone, Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You are, we are back this Sunday night, October 2nd, 2022. Good to have you with us, honored that you'd be listening tonight. We've got people texting me already, which you can do. I've had people texting me before the broadcast too, saying they were going to be listening. So, I'm thankful that you are out there. The number to text is 701 Seven eight six two. You can also email me Robert Simons fifty eight at gmail dot com, and that's how you can be part of the program tonight. Uh, we may have a guest singer show up here. I don't know. One of my grandsons, Philip, is talking about showing up to the studio tonight. If he does, I'll make him play sing a song on on a guitar or something. So anyway, uh, Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. 501 Elks Drive, and our next service is Wednesday night at 7:30. We had a good service today, and a church dinner afterwards, and so that was a big success. And and um, that we call that the first Sunday of the month our Friendship Sunday, and we invite anyone that wants to come uh, for a, a service, church service, and a free meal. And um, we had a man show up today that just uh, came just at the meal time. I was so glad he came. It was good to have him there. And uh, just the other visitors that we had today, uh, just it was good to see them. Good to have, you know, just neat what God's doing and bringing new people to our church all the time. And we're excited about that. Uh, I believe God is doing something in these last days, and so I want to be part of that. Wow! Now I got people texting me. Good, good, good to have you all with. Let's see, we've got. Uh, let's see who's listening tonight. We've got um, Brother Griffith listening, one of my faithful listeners. We've got um, Brother Johnson listening tonight sister brett's sister Bretts not only is listening but she made a uh, or had a cake made for me today that said "Tell it like it is Pastor Bob and uh, that encouraged me to just keep going. in fact, two cakes we ended up with two cakes and um, and she brought them to the church dinner. And they said on him, Tell it like it is, Pastor Bob. Sister Brett's is a sweet, sweet lady that comes to our church. What a what an addition to our church. We're so glad she's landed here in our area. We've got uh, Lori listening in South Hart, a faithful listener with um, really nice children. She's listening, Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Texarkana uh, Arkansas. We've got uh Jody, Malachi, Skyly, Evely. Um listening up in, in uh, Harvey and uh, who are Jimmy and Jaslyn. They're listening up there too. Good. We've got, let's see who else do we got listening tonight? We've got Tim in North Carolina, Paul, the Lunas are listening, Paul Luna and his family. Zach and Leah are listening tonight. I'm glad that you guys are tuning in. Thank you so much. Just, uh, we had um, yesterday my mom's funeral. I lost my mom this past Monday, and that's that was a tough deal. And My mom, you know, especially, just so many little things, when you lose a parent, so many things uh, remind you <coughs> of your parents. And uh, even coming into the studio tonight, my mom, for years and years, listened to me on the radio. Of course, I'm her boy, and uh, you would think she'd have to, but. She listened to me, and, and I was reading in her journal uh, after she passed away that she uh, would even write down what I spoke about, and that meant so much to me to read that. And So tonight, when I'm on the radio, just a short tribute to my mother who just passed away this past Monday. You know, listening to the one of the more rewarding things in my life, I guess, was my mom listened to this radio show faithfully and decided to be baptized in Jesus' name because you know, of course, we mention that here on the radio a lot. And if you think that's all I have to talk about, it's not. But certainly, it's one of the it's it's part of the plan of salvation. Jesus said you need to be born of the water and of the spirit, and b- baptism is being born of the water. And Bible baptism is immersion, getting dunked under the water completely, in the name of Jesus, in fulfillment of Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where Jesus said baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Of course we know Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names, and he wasn't saying in the names. He said in the name. And so that's why on the day of Pentecost Peter said that you need to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. My mom heard that on the radio and what a what a blessing it was to me fifteen years ago to baptize my mom in Jesus' name and uh, would love to baptize you in Jesus' name. would love to have you come and visit us. Our next. As I mentioned, our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 in Dickinson at 501 Elks Drive. We have a regular church service on Wednesday nights also, and then Tuesday nights in Beach, and I uh, used to say at the Beach Community Center, but now we have our own building in Beach right on the main drag there, and uh, we've got a church in Bowman on Wednesday nights, <coughs> Sundays in both places on Sundays. So we'd uh, love to have you come. But what a, what a, uh, what a, uh, like I say, what a wonderful mom I had and uh, a selfless person and a very disciplined, organized person. And just what a blessing it was to have somebody like that in my life. And all of us are a product of what people have invested in us, uh, really, if you think that you're a self-made person, I would probably have to say you're probably just an arrogant person, because all of us are just a uh, uh, just a, a product of all the things that people have invested in us, and certainly my mom invested a lot in her son and daughter. The um, Malachi's tenth birthday today. Happy birthday, Malachi! We had a girl uh, in our church, Vivian's birthday today. I think she might be 10 today, too. We've got some Simonses listening in the Medora Badlands tonight. So who's all listening? Are all the kids listening, too? Nathaniel's listening up in Park River. And we've got Jason listening in the town of New Radek. And if you're not from here, I bet you can't spell it. In fact, if you're not from Dickinson area, try to spell New radic It's the word new, and then the last word is Radek. And it's, I think it's Ukrainian. You can text me tonight if you know how to spell that. I don't, I don't know what you're going to win. Let's see, what do I got here? Well, I got a 19, no, a 2018 Corvette. It's red. Okay, we could give that away tonight if you know how to spell new radic. I'm just joking. Don't have that car. All right, whatever. Well, we've got, uh, got my guitar in the studio. Hey, I feel like playing something. My voice is not good but that doesn't matter it's my radio show I can do whatever I want. Uh it's not normally it's not too bad but but I got something wrong with it tonight but Let's see let's sing let's sing an old Lance Appleton song. <clears throat> let's see here. This is when I sing this song it sounds like I'm doing an Elvis Presley impersonation but I'm not really. Got my foot on the rock my name on the roll, I got Jesus in my heart and salvation in my soul. It's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road, brother, but you'll make it to the city someday. Now don't tell me no story about reincarnation. I never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's only one rebirth and there ain't no imitation You can have it today, doesn't matter who you are Get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul It's a long road, it's a long road It's a long road, sister, but you'll make it to the city someday Now, don't tell me no story about Salt Lake City. Yeah, they got a good choir, but listen, brother, that is not the place. The place of my salvation is just outside Jerusalem. And there's more than just a lake. There's oceans of a saving grace. Get your feet on the rock, your name on the roll. You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul. It's a long road. It's a long road It's a long road, brother But you'll make it to the city someday Now don't tell me about no guru Flying in to spread wisdom With his divine lights And his divine jet plane, too My sins weren't washed away By no Maharishi There's only one gate Only one way to get through I said, there's only one gate, and there's only one way to get through. Mm. I said, there's only one gate, and there's only one way to get through. You gotta repent of your sins. Get baptized in Jesus' name. Let the Holy Ghost come in. And you'll never be the same. Get your feet on the rock. And your name on the road. <laughs> we better get Philip in here. He said he's just a few minutes away. The, um uh... Hey, Brother Luna asked me to sing that song called Out. The uh No, New Rattic, you didn't spell it right, Brother Johnson. It's not like that. Let's see, he's trying to win that new Corvette. Um the uh we've got Alicia from New Radic listening tonight. She knows how to spell it. The uh but I don't think these out of towners are gonna be able to spell that word. It's a... Uh... It's a uh, pretty tough one to spell. Well, let's see here. I should get into my radio show. We've got um, one scripture. I preached about it in church today. I didn't. I didn't preach about it at the county jail. I talked about something else. We had a great service there. I don't know. Uh, Kyle was with me, brother Kyle. We probably had boy. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Maybe forty to fifty people there. Something like that. It, it's just a big crowd excited to go there, and I mean, they just listen, and and and, and uh, just really, really uh, fulfilling to do that. We do that on Sunday afternoon. Psalm 25 and 12, what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Now, let me read that in the New Living Translation, because it just makes it a little clearer. Sorry, Brother Waldron, but it does make it a little clearer. It says, who are those who fear the Lord, Question. He will show them the path that they should choose. And I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about the concept that God will lead us as long as we're willing to listen. You know, you'll never know the will of God for your life if you're not going to start doing what you already know to do. The things that He's showing you already, if you don't do those, He's not going to show you anything else uh he he won't you know uh if people out there listening to me say i really don't care what god has shown me he's not going to show you the next step either so if you don't have the fear of the lord and let me just to to just make this clear tonight the fear of the lord would certainly entail uh wondering what he wants me to do like like uh you know i'm exp- i'm wondering what god his plan for my life like the fear of the lord has a lot to do with like i want to make sure that i'm pleasing to god And if we don't care about that, he's not going to show us what to do. You'll just flounder in confusion. You'll you'll your life will be be without purpose. You won't know if you're doing the right thing or not. There was a man in my Sunday school class this morning that just he was that was his question in my my Bible class that I teach Sunday mornings at ten. He said, I just want to know what my next step is. Well, <clears throat> to know what the next step is, you've got to do the step you're in. You've got to do what God wants you to do now. Uh those who have a healthy fear of the Lord will be the person that God will show what to do next. That's my translation of who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path that they should choose. And so, tonight this is this is my my uh my uh my my program is that God is looking for people that are are interested in knowing what He wants them to do. Um, you know that He He really is. He's looking for people that are wanting to know God. What is my next step? And He'll show you your next step, but if you don't do the next step, he won't show you anything else. You know, there's a lot of examples in the Bible about this. There really are. (coughs) There's an example in Acts chapter 10 of a man named Cornelius. Cornelius was a good man and a righteous man and a man that feared God. And Cornelius... Uh, but he didn't know what to do to be saved. He was just a good man. He didn't know about Jesus. He didn't know about the plan of salvation. You know, he, he didn't. He just knew that he loved God, that he was trying to do right in every area of his life. His family was trying to do right. He had his family. And because of that, God sent an angel to Cornelius. But funny thing, and this is kind of the way it works, the angel didn't tell Cornelius what he needed to do to get right with God. The angel told Cornelius that there was a man named Simon Peter that was down by a town called Joppa, and to send some men down there, and and Simon Peter would tell Cornelius and his family what their next step was. And so they Cornelius sent two men to Peter, it's a lot longer story this than this you can read it in Acts chapter ten. And Peter went back with them. And in Acts chapter ten and verse thirty, Cornelius was telling Peter the story again. He said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour I prayed I prayed in my house, and behold a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are in remembrance in the sight of are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send, therefore, to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter, he is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who, when he cometh, shall speak unto thee he, he shall speak unto thee, and immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come now, therefore, are we here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. And so we see here that Cornelius had a fear of God, but he didn't know what his next step was. But because he had a fear of God, God lined him up and set up an appointment between Cornelius and a man named Peter. Now, in Acts chapter 11, when Peter was retelling or recapping the story to the other believers in Jerusalem, this is what he said in verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. So Cornelius received the Holy Ghost just like they did on the day of Pentecost, and the Bible said they knew that because they heard them speak in other tongues or languages that they hadn't known before, Cornelius and his family began to speak in these tongues. And the Bible said in Acts chapter 10 that Peter said, now these people have received the Holy Ghost just like we did. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Of course, the name of the Lord Jesus. And and this was an example of how God led somebody that feared him to the next step. The next step in Cornelius' life, was receiving the Holy Ghost being baptized in the name of Jesus <clears throat> now what's interesting was that as Peter was preaching they received the Holy Ghost like and this this happens today it, it's you don't have to necessarily have somebody pray for you <clears throat> although that seems to be the normal way <clears throat> that have to have people pray for you pray with you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit but you can you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit even while somebody's preaching There's a lady listening to me right now in Bowman that received the gift of the Holy Spirit all alone after this radio show one night. You can receive the Holy Spirit. But what makes the difference isn't the voice. What made the difference wasn't Peter's magical voice. That's not why they received the Holy Spirit. He was certainly the messenger, but they received the Holy Spirit because they were looking for the next step. You see, that's the way God works. If you're willing to take the steps that God shows you, he'll, he'll continue to show you more. But some people, when God shows them the next step, they take it, but then they stop. And that's not what we need to do. God wants us to follow through with him. I'm going to play a song here because i got to let some people in the studio tonight. Uh, this is an old Lance Appleton song, but it's a lot older than him. Text me tonight, 701 <laughs> 290
3: to be holy. Salvation this train has just one station this train.
2: Bound for glory. Anyone can ride this train. Uh, Got a... Acts 238 salvation, though. We've got Jackie and Eric in the studio tonight. We've got uh, Philip and Joy coming back into the studio somewhere. I think he's going to play that guitar and sing for us a little bit. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is show. Good to have you texting. Brother Lopez from Texas. Listening, um, we've got... uh, I said Yvonne and Marn, bro- Brother Fuller listening, Brother Doug Fuller listening tonight. Good to have anybody from out of town ever figured out how to spell the town new radic? It's N-E-W and then the next, uh, it, nobody's, nobody's figuring this out. Nobody's going to win that 2018 Corvette. Well, they're probably waiting for the 23 to come out maybe, that's what it is. We're talking about just a simple scripture tonight in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 12. And it's this who are those that fear the Lord question mark he will show them the path that they should choose so God will show you the path if you'd already do boy this is a simple program i'm sometimes it's so simple I'm embarrassed just about I mean it's just like like you know it seems like it's simple but you know if I would rather have everybody understand what I'm talking about than somebody to to go away from this radio show wondering what was he talking about you know there are here again many examples in the Bible, but um, you know the of people that that were walking in the fear of the Lord, but they didn't know truth. How about how about the Saul of Tarsus who became the Apostle Paul? Here was a man that was a very devout Orthodox Jew. He felt like Christianity was a cult, and so he was having the early Christians arrested and thrown into jail. He was even consenting to the death of the deacon Stephen. And here Paul was, who feared the Lord. He wasn't, hey, you got it. Yeah, we got it. We got, it. wait, let's see. Did she get it? New radic? Yeah, you did. It's H-R-A-D-E-C. Now, did you cheat and look that up online? The, um, okay, see, the Matherns are listening tonight, too. I better stick to my program. The Apostle Paul was, or Saul of Tarsus was traveling to Damascus to have Christians arrested. And while he was traveling in Acts chapter 9, he the story is told in verse 3, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks, and he trembling and astonished said, "Lord, what will what will thou have me to do?" And the Lord said unto him, "Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do." <clears throat> so here again we see a example of the apostle or of, of a man who is walking in all of God that he knows and the fear of God, and the Lord talking to him and telling him, go to Damascus, and the next step you need to take is the step I'm going to show you. And God had lined a man up in Damascus named Ananias, and he had spoken to Ananias and said, I'm bringing Saul of Tarsus here. You need to tell him what to do. And Paul later told this story in two different places in Acts as he was given his testimony. But in Acts 22.16, He told one of the things Ananias told him. He said this, And why tarriest thou? What are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Let me just say this, put a little plug in for baptism. You that say baptism is not important or you that have heard people say that, I'm going to use a a Hebrew word. They're full of baloney. No, baloney's not a Hebrew word. Anyway, should be. I know, anyway, they're, they're, they are that, uh, you know, Ananias told, told Saul of Tarsus, he said, Wash, arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins. That's exactly what it says in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And so, you know, this was the next step that Saul of Tarsus needed to take. He needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus. He needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost, which we know he was. You see, this is the next step for some of you that are listening. Have you ever played the game Treasure Hunt? Have you ever been on a treasure hunt? Have you ever done that where you, you look and you find a clue, and that clue sends you to the next clue and to the next clue? It's a really fun game if you're teenagers. Um, you got to be careful you don't run over people with your cars in your hurry to get to wherever, but but um you you know little kids can play it you know they look for the next clue and then they and they just keep going and going and going living for god and serving god is like a treasure hunt he shows you the next step many times he doesn't show you what you can't handle my i the reason i love acts 22:16 is and i and i love the story in acts chapter 9 of the apostle paul is because that story reminds me of what happened to me you know i I was sick of my drug addiction. I was sick of my life with no purpose. I didn't know what to do about it, but I was interested in learning about God. Now, the reason I can tell you I was, I, 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 I'm not going to tell you my whole story right at this moment, but but when my oldest son was born in the hospital, i I felt something there, and I didn't know what it was, but it felt good. And a friend of mine who had just got out of a drug treatment center was waiting in the In the visiting room when I came out after seeing my son born, which I would recommend to anybody to make sure if you're a man that you'd get to see your son born or your daughter born. But when I told him, I said, I felt something in that delivery room. And this friend of mine said, you felt God. That was God that you felt in there. And from that moment on, I was interested. That was September 16th of 1978. I began to be interested in knowing more about God. I went home and got a Bible. I tried to read it. I couldn't figure it out. I started, I think, in the book of Revelation, and it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I mean, I wished I could. I wished I had a better story than that about it, but it didn't. You know, I read. It sounded like a movie I had just seen with this serpent with, you know, seven heads or you know, you know, swords coming out of its mouth, and it seemed like a science fiction movie I had just seen. I I couldn't figure it out, but I was a, a short time later. I was sitting in my car about about a month later. I was sitting in my car smoking pot. You know, I mean, this doesn't seem like I'm a very spiritual guy. And I wasn't. But I wanted to know about God. And I I either heard a voice, a real voice in my ear or in my head, and I don't know what it was. I don't know which it was. It's been many, many years ago, but I'm going to tell you I heard a voice. And the voice said this to me. It didn't tell me Acts 2.38, but it said, get out of your car and throw your pot into the river and all your drug paraphernalia. And as soon as I heard that voice, I heard another voice telling me, "Uh, don't do that, that's dumb, you've done stuff like this before, it never helped you to quit before. But this other voice said, no, throw it away. And the other voice said, don't throw it away, give it to your friend, sell it to somebody. And the other voice said, throw it away. And right then I realized... This must be God talking to me to throw away my drugs. And this must be the devil telling me not to. You see, I'm telling you, if you are hungry for truth, now that sounds simple and that sounds easy, and maybe you don't believe that story, but I'm going to tell you that this. That story happened to me 64 years ago, or 44 years ago, I'm sorry. 44 years ago, I was 20 years old, and I've never touched drugs since then. I got out of my car. I threw it in the river. That was the first step. That was the first step. Uh, that uh, that same week, I told my wife. I told Lori. I said, "You know what? We should try a different church." And she she was you know raised Catholic. She was a church going person. I was wasn't a church going person. And she was happy. Yes, I'll I'll try a different church with you. I said, "Let's try that." little Pente- pentecostal church in bismarck well, we're going to be back in bismarck this weekend let's try that little church on the corner of 16th and rosser i didn't know what it was i didn't know anybody that went there i don't know why i wanted to try that church i had just seen it and we got back to bismarck that weekend and this friend of mine that had just got out of the drug treatment center just a short time earlier called me and said his name was bob also but he said Bob. My wife and I are going to a different church this Sunday. My sister, my, my wife's sister from Denver is here, and she's been all over Dick, or all over Bismarck looking for churches, and she found us this one, and we're thinking of going, and we want you and Lori to go with us. I said, which church is it? He goes, it's that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. I said, Bob, it's funny you would ask that, because we were thinking of going to that church anyway this weekend. Short time later, this must have all been on Saturday, my wife's friend Debbie called. And Debbie said, Lori, I'm getting baptized at my dad's church this Sunday, and I'd like you and Bob to come. And Lori goes, which church is it? And she said, it's that little Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. And that it was interesting to me. I'm telling you, let, let me read my opening verse again. It says, who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path that they should choose. You see... God will show you what to do if you're willing to do it. If I would have never got out of my car that day and thrown that pot into the river, God would have quit talking to me. He wouldn't have shown me the next step. He wouldn't have shown me what church to go to. I'm not saying he wouldn't have given me another chance, but that's where he started with me. Are you willing to listen to me, Bob? And so I go to this little Pentecostal church, my wife and I. She's scared to death. I'm like I'm liking it. I'm like it's 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 uh I mean the people are friendly. I mean I got my hand <laughs> shook off on the way into the you know, of course I didn't realize we were the star there. Like I didn't I didn't realize when you're a visitor at a Pentecostal church, I shouldn't tell you this, but, but we're all looking at you like there they are, you know. We're we're I mean we're we're praying for you. we're greeting you, we love you, we're glad you're there. If you're a backslider and come back we get all excited, you know, like, oh man, you know it, it, like it makes the whole service. I can't stand it when it's just the same people that show up all the time. I mean, I I love it when new people come. And so here we were in this church. The preacher was up preaching. I didn't understand a word he said. He could have he could have been preaching in Greek. I didn't know what he was saying. I, I really didn't know. And and uh, I liked everything about everything that was going on. I mean, I really did. I was just this long-haired college kid, and I was you know we were just sitting there, but. At the end of his sermon, he told a story. Uh, I, I just threw my notes away here, but he told this story, and and I told him later, I said, man, it seemed like you were preaching right to me. This was years later. He goes, I was. I mean, here, I was the star. You know, I didn't know this. But he told a story about being, when he was a kid, Pastor Walters was a kid, he, was, he said, I wasn't very good at math, and I had a really good math teacher that would help me. And he said, and I was really terrible at the written problems. But I'd raise my hand and my teacher would come back and he would help me with these written math problems. And while the teacher was there, they'd started to make sense to me and I told him, I got it now, I got it now. And he said the teacher would go back to his desk and I would do one and I would do two and they'd get really fuzzy. And I, and I wasn't getting it. And I'd raise my hand and the teacher would come back. And while, it, and while he was there, I could figure it out. And Pastor Walters looked right at me and he said this, He said, how many of you are tired of trying to solve your own problems? Why don't you raise your hand and ask the teacher, Jesus, to come and help you? Well, I didn't do anything right then, but I promise you I didn't forget that story. And I I haven't forgotten it 44 years later either. That next Wednesday night, I was back in Valley City. My wife was stayed in Bismarck to take her state nursing board test and... Lori's friend, Debbie, that had gotten baptized on Sunday, said, do you want to go to church? I said, sure, and she came and picked me up. And we drove to this little Pentecostal church in Valley City. I had just bought a brand-new pack of Viceroy cigarettes. I remember that on the way there. I think I smoked one or two of them. We got to that church that day, and there was probably eight people there. The pastor, there was me, there was Debbie, the pastor, his wife, and I think they had three kids, and maybe somebody else was there. Uh, so there, were, there was probably seven or eight, nine people there. And he, he here again, he started, he was going through the book of Acts, reading the, the book of Acts. He happened to be in Acts chapter 22, and he started reading about Paul's conversion. Well, a lot of it wasn't making sense to me. I didn't know anything. But he got to Acts 22, 16, and he read, And now, why Terius though? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And when he read that verse, that same voice that spoke to me in my car, that said to throw your pot in the river, that same voice said, you need to be baptized. He got done with this little sermon, and he looked out at this little crowd, and he said, is there any questions? And I raised my hand, I said, can you baptize me like that tonight? He looked at his wife, he said, Where? They didn't have a baptismal tank. It was November second, so they took me to the river, that little Cheyenne River that runs through Valley City. There was snow on the ground, the river wasn't frozen over, and we walked out in the middle of that river, and he baptized me in the name of Jesus. On the way, on the way to the baptism, this is kind of funny. His daughters, I was riding with his daughters and Debbie, and they were playing this Lance Appleton album that I just. Play, that was crazy, you know, that I've, I've been listening to that forever. But what? what why did I tell you that story? Because I want you to know God is willing to lead you if you'll take the next step. My wife, when I got back to Bismarck, she was baptized in Jesus' name. And step by step, holiness areas, direction in our life, God began to lead us. And now we're here in Dickinson, and we started a Pentecostal church, you know, 30-some years ago. And I'm I, God's not done t- with me yet. That's the problem with people. They think that God is done leading them, but He's not. Hey, are you ready to play that guitar? All right, I'm going to have my my grandson Philip, his new wife Joy, his brother Eric, and his sister Jackie showed up in the studio, and they are just as quiet as church mice sitting here. But uh, they're going to. I asked Philip to play that guitar. He's like, uh, kind of a maestro. Or is that the right word, maestro? Something minstrel, I know that's word too, but you got to get right in that mic if you're going to sing. So, good to have Philip here. Why don't you just greet everybody?
4: Well, hello. I'm Philip Woods, and I came to visit Grandpa I'm from beulah North Dakota. I'm going to sing this song, and it's called "My Jesus." Do I need to plug the or put anything in front of the guitar to pick it up. Okay. And are you past the point of weary? And is your burden weighing heavy? And is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Because shame's done all its stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Because he makes a way when there ain't no way. He rises up from an empty grave There ain't no sinner that he can't save Let me tell you about my Jesus Cause his love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus Let my Jesus change your life Hallelujah Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen. And who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years until the past to disappeared? Let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus, cause he makes a way when there ain't no way. He rises up from an empty grave, there ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus, cause his love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. And who would take my cross to Calvary and pay the price for all my guilty? And who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Cause he makes a way when there ain't no way. He rises up from an empty grave. He ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Cause his love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah, 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 let my Jesus change your life.
2: Hey, thank you, Philip. That was great. Did you write that? No. No? Okay. That was good. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, bragging on my grandkids that are here, and uh, they're all super talented, and uh, the girls are super pretty. So, but that's what's nice about television. you just have to guess you know, but they're or, you know they are radio, I should say we're not on television that's a good thing. I don't people to say I have a perfect face for tele- or radio, but I don't know what that means the uh okay, brother Johnson, newraddic was established in eighteen eighty seven by the Bohemian immigrants from the city of chesselgrad in Crimea, Ukraine, huh. <laughs> So he's got it all down. He wrote he boy, he sent me a lot of stuff. Um the the community was originally named Novi Heratic, Czech for Newcastle. This was later changed to New Ratic. Okay, well, that's right. H A R A D E C. Now did the people from New Radic know that history? That it was originally the Bohemians from Crimea in uh they were actually from the Ukraine, but they were They were Germans from the Ukraine. They're the ones that established it in 1897. Well, if you weren't listening to the program earlier, that doesn't mean anything to you. But I just challenged people that they wouldn't know how to spell that word. But there were several. Tim from uh, North Carolina spelled it. Jody from, uh, I think Jody, she should have known that. Everybody in North Dakota knows how to spell neuratic, right? We're talking about this one little verse tonight in Psalms 25:12. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path that they should choose. You know, uh, I love my favorite stories. First of all, I like listening to people's stories. I I like hearing about people and and where, like the way they grew up, the way they were raised. I'm I'm interested in things like that. I, I like listening to that. But I like even more listening to how people came into this truth, like how they found this. Because it's always in gradual steps. It's always by revelation. The, um, you know, there there i a, um, I've got a friend that lives in Bismarck. He's one of the ministers there. Uh, his name is Pete, his first name. And I'm just leaving his last name out just because I think some of his relatives listen to the show, but they probably already figured out who it was. But years ago, Pete had a brother named Bob. Now we're getting close now, aren't we? But Bob was, it's just a neat story, but Bob was hungry for God. Just even as a boy, 12 years old, they told me he was just hungry for God. And he was Catholic, and he wasn't really getting it there. And one day he was watching a Billy Graham crusade, Bob was. And he knelt down and prayed the sinner's prayer like they told you to do by the couch. He called the hotline to find a good church. And the people accidentally gave him the number for the First United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. Bob showed up in a pair of cutoffs and a tank top, I think. This is the way I heard the story. If anybody knows any better or different, you know, the story could be tweaked, but this is the basic story. And Bob ended up coming to that Pentecostal Church, receiving the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name, and it caused an uproar in his family. They were Catholic. They... uh Felt like Bob had made a big mistake. Uh, I, I heard there were even family meetings about it. Well, anyway, Bob had an older brother named Pete. And Pete was upset also. He was worried about Bob also. But he listened to Bob. He was close to his brother, and he listened to what Bob had to say. And he went and secretly bought a Bible. He didn't want his wife to know about it. He just wanted to read it and try to figure it out. And he came home from work one day, and his wife had found the Bible. She confronted him with it. I think she even met him at the door. Look what I found. She said, I suppose you're going to be like Bob now. And Pete told me this, or I heard Pete say this, and it always makes me kind of choke up when I say it or repeat it, but he said, Shelly, he took the Bible away from her. He said, Shelly, I don't know the truth. I, I don't know the truth but I he said but I know it's in this book and I'm going to find it you see god will lead you if you have a fear of god which really in in my to 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 you know just what I'm trying to say is if you have a concern for what god is telling you and wanting to be right with god and that is a fear of god he'll show you he really will if you don't have a fear of god he won't show you like I watch people walk away from the truth. You know, I've got people in this room right now, uh, four uh, young people in this room that love the truth. They think they know the truth. They do know the truth. But any one of you, if you begin to walk away from truth, you won't even know what you know now. Like, it's all revelation. God has given it to us. You won't know it. Like, like it will leave you. The same way that I didn't know what to do when I first came to God, that's who I'll become if I walk away from God. That's why when backsliders say things like, well, yeah, I don't really believe what the church teaches. They used to. See, they used to. Uh, people say, well, I'm going to quit going to church, but you know, I'm going to still be a good person. But then the next thing they do is commit fornication. You know, they, they start living with their girlfriend or boyfriend, not being married they start drinking like they know better. You know people that quit drinking, came to God, walk away from God, they start drinking, not re- not remembering that it was that's what ended them up in jail the first. I mean like if you're going to walk away from truth, why wouldn't you keep the truth that you know because it doesn't work that way. Scripture says you know and 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 that just let me just just stay there for I just have a little time, but you're on dangerous ground when you walk away from truth. You you will lose everything that you know about God. Because this truth doesn't make sense to the world, to the people that don't know God. And if you know God and walk away, it won't make sense to you either. You'll be like one of those people, yeah, I was raised in kind of a crazy church, you know, had a bunch of rules and regulations, couldn't wear this, couldn't do that. See, that that's not how I feel about it. Like, like... I, I love this church. I mean the rules and regulations are there to help me live for God. That's all they're there for. But that's why when you walk away from God, you're on such dangerous ground. When you violate your own conscience, you, you know, the Bible teaches that if you walk in the light, you you know, you'll continue to see, but if you don't, even the light that you have will be taken away from you. You know, um you know, people and I've had, here again, I've had people say, well, you know, I'm not coming to church, Pastor Bob, but don't worry about me. I'm doing okay. The next thing I know, they're taking drugs again. The next thing I know, they cheated on their spouse. You know, Second Peter 2 and 20, <clears throat> he said this, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are again entangled therein, and overcome the latter end is worse with them than the beginning for it had been better for them to have not known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them but it happened unto them according to the true proverb the dog is turned to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire in other words i mean i know this is crude but when i before i came to god i was just a dog I mean, that's about how spiritually smart I was. I was just a pig. That's how spiritually... No, I wasn't a dog or a pig. I'm not trying to be, you know, dehumanizing. But what I'm saying is, is that spiritually, that's who I was. But God cleaned me up. He took me out of the dog puke. He took me out of the pig pen. And he cleaned me up and showed me truth. And one step at a time, I was able to walk in it. But if I go back... I'll be just a dog or a hog that's what I'll be Psalm 25 and 12 let me read it again who are those who fear the lord he will show them the path and then it says this they should that they shall choose just because god shows you the path doesn't mean that you're going to walk in it let me um let me uh, just say um that there is a um, church near you if you live in this area. We've got a church in Beach, North Dakota. They have church services Tuesday night. (coughs) I said Wednesday earlier. I don't know why. Tuesday night at 7.30 Sunday mornings at 10. There's a church in Bowman that has church Wednesday nights. That's on 18 North Main at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10.30 there's a church in Beulah. What's the address of that church? 220 3rd Street. Okay, is it just 3rd Street Northeast or 3rd Street? Northeast, alright. And they have church Wednesday nights at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. These people are here, they're they just looking at me like, we don't even know what time our church starts. The, um, uh, Dickinson, I don't want to leave Dickinson out, our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 and our we have a men's Bible study Friday morning at six a m at the church, and we also have church sunday morning Sunday school at ten worship service at eleven Sunday school is for everybody and so um uh, and so we uh would love to have you come and visit us we'd we'd love to have you do it let me see that guitar i'm gonna play a song i think the um uh, years ago I wrote this little song and um the it was one of these songs that, you know, I've written a lot of songs that just never made it big, and uh, <laughs> none of my songs have ever made it big, but but this little song I spent, you know, I was working in Headinger all by myself, I got to the motel room, and uh, and I, I wrote this little song, worked on it all night, crumpled it up, I thought, oh, that's a crummy song. I threw it in a wastebasket, next morning on my way out of the motel, I thought, oh, I'll just take it with me, and... Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I don't mind it now. But, so this is, just, this is the song that just about never was. But now it is. But my, my program is just taking one step at a time. Treasure Hunt is what I titled it. You know, let God lead you. What, what's your next step? What's your next step? Is it to dump out your beer in the sink tonight? Is that your next step? You're home by yourself. You got a drinking problem? Just Start going through those cabinets and dump all that stuff down in the trash. Is that what God's telling you tonight? What's He telling you? Is He telling you to get baptized in Jesus' name? Is He telling you to start coming to church? What's He telling you tonight? There once was a young man who was far from his home. He found himself feeding pigs. He was reaping what he'd sown. Of his father's house and his love, he would sit and dream. But how to get back home How hard that first step seemed One step at a time One small step that day It started him on a journey to the place from where he'd come With one step He heard his father say, Welcome home, my son. But there was a rich young ruler who came to Jesus one day. He asked him, Lord, what must I do? I'll do anything you say. Jesus looked at him and said, There's one more step you need to take. The rich man walked away. It was a step he couldn't seem to take. One step at a time. One small step he walked away. Is there one thing today the Lord is asking you? Take that step. It'll be the best thing. That you ever do Could there be someone in this place God's been leading by His grace You walked with Him a certain way But you heard more truth today What will you do, my friend With the truth that He did send Today it's one step more Hurry Before he closes the door One step at a time One small step today Lord Jesus, I'm asking For everyone here to see That one step Could lead them to you in eternity. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, I ask you to touch our listening audience. God, you're dealing with them. There's Cornelius out there, there's Sauls out there, there's Ethiopian eunuchs out there. God, all these people that are walking with you in a certain way, they have a fear of you, but they just need to know what that next step is. God, I pray that this broadcast tonight gave them some direction and talked to them. We just pray tonight. In Jesus' name, thanks so much for listening. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. We are glad that you have tuned in tonight. And uh, I'm trying to play a final song. There we go. Let's see if you like this song. God bless.
1: As a devil's right hand. Cause like a sailor always looking for a fight. Rumor was he stole the boy truck at his died. Scared the congregation one Sunday in May when he ran up to the altar and they heard Billy say, Take me to the river, wash me clean, let my sins drift down to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The preacher took him by the arm and hid it out the door. Everybody followed all the way to the shore. In the back of our minds, while we stood there and prayed we will wait.
2: This song is dedicated to Sierra Simons.
1: But it never did. It was as filthy as him. He popped up out of the water and he said it again. Take me.